Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. It is a global movement. We're in 18 nations, maybe more by now. Sometimes I lose count. God is building, growing this prayer movement every single day we're seeing additions maybe you are part of that addition you can join us in south florida we have our church our house of prayer our healing rooms prophecy rooms delivering deliverance rooms our uh, corporate prayer nights monday friday we're here in south florida if you are here there's no reason for you not to be there with us you can come sunday mornings 10 47 a.m 1.30 p.m., two different messages, two different worship teams, two different encounters. You know the drill. Some of you have this memorized by now. Amen. God is good. Come on over, 10.47 a.m. You can watch the first service online at ahop.online. Somebody say www.ahop.online. Amen. God is good. You can you can watch it. You can watch it all week long whenever you want. But you can also become a web church member, be part of our spiritual family anywhere in the world, tap into my virtual life group lessons every, well, most Tuesdays, unless I'm traveling. We're studying the life of David. You can have your personal prayer line there. You can uh, uh, be part of my virtual life group, have access to all my teaching archives. There's a lot of benefits to becoming an actual virtual uh, member, a web church member. Check that out, www.ahop.online. Awakening Prayer Hubs, if you're an Awakening Prayer Hubs leader, shout out. Now at the time to shout out. We've got Awakening Prayer Hubs all over the world, well over that 200 mark and counting. Amen. Well over that 200 mark and counting. I should say well over 200 and praying. I'm raising up prayer warriors to become prayer leaders. I don't want you to join Awakening Prayer Hubs if you're not serious, if you just want to be on a, a private Zoom call with me and get a chance to talk to me face-to-face and ask me questions, that's not a good reason to join. Your reason to join is because you want to see your city saved, that you want to raise up intercessors, mobilize them in your city to do a great work. That takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, guys. It doesn't happen overnight. We've seen too many people quit over reasons that don't make any sense if the Lord said, if the Lord's not telling you to do it, please don't connect with me. Be just be trouble for me and you. But if he is, if you're praying, awakeningprayerhubs.com, join that movement. Ignite Network, a prophetic family, join that movement. Join that movement. Join that movement. Ignitenow.org. Amen. God is good all the time. And today's devotion is titled, I am about to shoot you forth. Yeshaba. I am about to shoot you forth. That's good news for some of you that have been waiting. I am about to shoot you forth. And here's what I heard the Lord say. It's a, I'm about to restore you. I'm about to refresh you. I'm about to shoot you forth like an arrow, says the Lord. The enemy held you back for longer than you thought you could wait. The enemy hindered you at every turn so that everywhere you looked, there was nothing but frustration. The enemy harassed you with wicked word bombs that aimed to blow up your faith, but you stayed the course. You didn't throw in the towel. The enemy pulled you back, but I am about to shoot you forth like an arrow that hits the mark, says the spirit of the living God. Shabbat. Today's scripture references Psalm 56, 1, Psalm 35, 1 through 9, 1 Peter 5, 6. Now the prayer started from the devotional and the decree 
Father, harass those demon powers that harass me. Hinder those spirits that hinder your will in my life. Help me walk in humility and wait for you to shoot me forth. I decree lightning and thunder into the path of harassing spirits. I declare God will shoot down enemy plans with his arrows of vengeance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we give you praise this morning. Because what the enemy meant for harm, you'll turn it around for good. You're the Romans 8:28 God. You work all things together for the good to those who love you and are called according to your purposes. And we love you this morning. We love you, God. Help us to love you more. We love you, God. Help us to love you more. Lord Jesus, you love us with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. We want to love you the same way that you love us. God, we want to love you with the same intensity that you love us. God, we want to love you at the same measure that you love us, in the same way that you love us, with the same strength that you love us, with the same devotion that you love us, with the same adoration that you love us. God, we want to love you the way that you love us. And our love seems weak. Sometimes our faith seems weak, and we know that faith works by love. So, God, help us to love you more. Help us to receive more of your passion for us, more of your, 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 your dedication. Help us to realize just how much for us you really are. Give us that revelation. Give us that understanding. Give us that wake-up call where we realize that the word of God is absolutely true. Or give us that epiphany. That the word of God is alive. Give us that realization, that aha moment, where we realize that everything we read in the scripture, every story, every account, every word that came out of your mouth, is true. Help us to step into your storyline, God. We praise you because your storyline is perfect. (laughs) We praise you because your storyline is good. It's perfect. It's acceptable. We're going to like it when we step into it. We're going to like it. Oh, sure. We don't like the trials and the tribulations that conform us into the image of Christ. But we'll like the outcome. Help us Lord, to submit to your will, whatever it looks like in the moment. However, it's manifesting in the moment. Help us, Lord, to step into your will, to embrace your will, to say yes and amen, not just to your promises, the will of God with regard to promises, the will of God with regard to the blessings, but help us be willing to step into the will of God when you're asking us to do the difficult things. Help us to be willing to step into your will when you're asking us to let go of something that we hold dear. Help us to be willing to step into your will when you're conforming us, when you're molding us, when you're shaving some things off that are hindering our walk, hindering our love, hindering the reception of your love in our hearts. Or your word says the Holy Spirit sheds his love abroad in our hearts. Father, help us to be willing to allow you to surgically remove those things that hinder love. By your spirit, with your words, sharper than any two-edged sword. God, help us. Help us to, to be willing to step into your storyline with an excitement, not a fear. The Lord shows me there's some of you on this broadcast today that have a fear of God's will. Not the fear of his promises, the fear of his blessings. But there's some people today who have a fear of God's will. You're afraid if you totally surrender what God might ask you to do. 
Some of you today are afraid that if you truly say, yes, yes, Lord, I am in it to the end, that it's you and me, I'll do whatever you say, whatever you ask, whatever you want, I'll agree with your leadership. There's some of you that are afraid that if you pray that prayer, if you take on that mindset, what will God ask you to do? Is he gonna send you to some obscure place to be a missionary? You don't have to worry about that. Don't be afraid of God's will. God's will is the safest place you can be, beloved. God's will is the safest place you can be, beloved. God's will is the safest place you can be because even if a storm comes, even if warfare comes, even if trials come, in the midst of God's will, guess where he is? He's in the midst of the trial. He's in the midst of the warfare. He's in the midst of the storm with you. Remember when Jesus told the disciples, go over to the other side of the lake. I'll meet you there later. And all of a sudden a storm came. Were they in the middle of God's will? Yes, they were. (laughs) Did Jesus show up? Yes, he did. He was with them all along in spirit. God is good all the time. His will is good, is perfect. It's acceptable. Lean into it. God, would you help us today? I just break the fear of God's will. I know because I used to have that. Yeah, I used to have that bad. What will he ask me to do? If I really surrender, will I live in poverty? If I really surrender, will I have face and suffer persecution? If I really surrender, what will happen? So, Father, we break the fear of your will in whatever area it is. Somebody right now, you're in a season where God just wants you to be you and him, you and him, but you're afraid of being alone. You're not comfortable in your own skin. And so you're rejecting that season of solitude in God. That's his will for you right now. You're trying to find somebody to talk to. You're trying to find somebody to date, or you're trying to find somebody to whatever. And God's not going to let that happen. You'll just He'll just extend your season of solitude. Do you understand? Do you not know that until you can become one with him and be satisfied with him and him alone, he won't give you certain things that he wants. Do you understand that sometimes he pulls you into a place of solitude and that is his will and it may feel lonely, but if you have loneliness, then you don't have a revelation of God because you can never be lonely in Christ. He's with you all the time. So Father, we break this fear of your will. We come against the fear of surrender. We come against the fear of being alone because we're never alone. Some of these fears that we have, they're so irrational because the word tells us who God is. We break the fear of surrender, the anxiety, the worrying about what will happen to me. Will I ever, will God ever bring me a spouse if I commit my will to him and surrender my life to him? Will I be like Paul the apostle, never married? What will happen to me if I surrender to God's will? That's the thought that's running through many of your minds. Will I get to pursue the dreams of my life if I submit to God's will? What if his will is different from my will? Well, it may be in certain areas, and that's okay because his will is better. Some of you haven't even considered that you're afraid of God's will. Certain aspects of God's will, not the promises. God's will is for you to be healthy, be prospering, be in health, even as your soul prospers. Nobody's opposed or afraid of being in health and prospering. It's the fear of sharing the gospel and the fear of being alone for a season and the fear of sowing a large seed because God said so. So, Father, we break that. We break the fear of your will. 
Because your will is the safest place that we can be. And we are not going to bow anymore to that spirit of fear. Because if that spirit of fear can control one area of our life, it can seep into other areas of our life until it steals and kills and destroys everything God wants for us. So we repent, God. Help us to change the way that we think. We repent, God. Help us to change the way that we think. We repent, God, not to know a change in the way that we think. We are not going to be afraid of your will. How ridiculous. How absurd. See it for what it is, saints. See it for what it is. How absurd to be afraid of God's will. That's a lie of the enemy. It's a manipulation of your mind, and we break it. Ah. We break all demonic manipulations off your mind in Jesus' name. I said, we break all demonic manipulation, all demonic control, all demonic intimidation. We break it off your mind in Jesus' name. Father, set our minds free from fear. Set our emotions free from fear. Set our imaginations free from fear. Set our reasonings free from fear. Set our wills free from fear. Set us free from fear, God. Deliver us from this evil called fear. Thank you, Lord. That who the Son sets free is free indeed. Now, some of you, God's going to bring back around. I'm speaking to you prophetically now. Hear my voice. Hear the voice of the Lord through me. The insight, the wisdom of God. He's going to bring around in your life, some of you, back around an opportunity that you said no to. Because you are afraid. I said, God, for some of you, is going to bring around, back around, an opportunity that you said no to because you are afraid. This time, you're going to have a confidence. This time, you're not going to be ruled by the voice of fear. This time, you're going to discern the hand of the Lord upon your life. This time, you're going to see clearly through the eyes of faith and not the eyes of fear. This time, you're going to know that you know that you know that you know that it's God and that it's good. This time, you're going to have the faith that God is going to help you to do the thing he's called you to do. This time. This time is going to be different. This time you're going to win. This time you're going higher. This time, shout out. This time you're going to plow through what seemed too difficult in the past seasons. This time you're going to defy impossibilities. This time you're going to prove who you are in Christ to the devil who tried to bind you in the past season. This time. I said this time is going to be different. Come on, I decree it. I decree that this time of your life is going to be better than the last time. I decree that the next time you put your hand out, what you touch is going to prosper because you're not moving in fear. You're not moving in hesitation. You're moving in faith. You're not moving in timidity. You're not moving in double-mindedness. You're moving in faith in the Son of God who died for you. This time. This time. This time, and the next time, and the next time, and the next time. I decree Kairos times that you missed in past seasons are coming full circle. And this time is not going to be like the last time. I decree that fear of failure and fear of the past is drowning in your faith right now in Jesus' name. I decree it. I decree that, that the doubt, the unbelief, is drowning in the rising tide of your faith right now. Right now. Doubt, 
is drowning. Fear is drowning. Unbelief is drowning. Worry is drowning. And the rising tide of your faith. Rise within us, Holy Spirit. Rise within us, Holy Spirit. Rise within us, Holy Spirit. This time and next time will not be like the last time. We're going higher. We're breaking through barriers. We're breaking through the past. We're breaking through the, the yesterday. We're breaking through the fear of tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. We will not allow the enemy to steal our best life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the enemy warned us. He told us. He gave us the heads up. The enemy comes before to steal, to kill, to destroy. You know what he's trying to steal? Your faith, your peace, your joy, your hope. You know what he's trying to kill? Your opportunities, your relationships, your willingness. You know what he's trying to destroy? Your family, your career, your destiny. But I draw a bloodline around you even now. And I decree the blood, I plead the blood of Jesus over you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And we say no longer will we fall for this trap that Jesus warned us about. The enemy comes. The enemy comes. He said the enemy is going to come. The enemy comes. He comes with a threefold ministry to steal, kill, and destroy. But thanks be to God, he said, the enemy comes with a still kill, destroy, but I came. <laughs> Listen, Jesus beat the enemy to the punch. Would you hear me? The enemy comes, but Jesus came. And Jesus is still here. Jesus is omnipresent. Jesus is everywhere. The enemy came. The enemy comes, rather, but Jesus came, and Jesus is still here. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy at opportune time, but Jesus came to give us life in abundance to the full until it overflows. So, Father, we decree by faith in the Son of God and the Word of God that we're overflowing. We decree that we're overflowing with faith, that fear has no place in our hearts. We decree that we are overcome, overflowing with victory. That doubt and unbelief, double-mindedness has no place in our mouth. We decree that what we're going to do now is congruent with your will for now. Faith is now. We decree we're stepping into the now faith for your glory. You are so good. And your mercies endure forever. And you are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. You've got an overflow force. God, turn on the spigot. God, we're ready to receive. If there's anything in us that's not ready to receive, show us. Turn on the spigot, God. Let it rain. Let the overflow come so that we have not just enough for ourselves, but enough to distribute to others. Not just enough peace for our own life, but enough peace to pour out when those around us are walking in fear and doubt and unbelief and all these things that the enemy brings in our life to steal, kill, and destroy. God, we're so grateful for your generous spirit. We're so grateful that you are here. You are with us. You will never leave us. You will show us things to come. You will lead us and guide us into the truth. We thank you that you did so this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Listen, I got more for you. We're going to deal with this poverty spirit. We're going to deal with this poverty spirit. I said, we're going to deal with this poverty spirit. Here's what I saw. And I've read the scripture probably hundreds of times before. 
some of the reasons, one of the reasons, one of the reasons why you may be in poverty or in lack is because of an impulsive spirit. You may be in poverty because you're rash. You make impulsive decisions and not just with money, but in every area of your life, that's that spirit of impulsivity, that spirit of rashness can lead you into poverty. But you say, well, I'm careful with my money. Someone who's impulsive and rash, it typically flows over into every area of their life. The Bible says, Proverbs 21, verse five, listen, the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty, everyone who is hasty surely comes to poverty. Everyone who's hasty surely comes to poverty. Everyone who's hasty, who's rash, who's reckless, who's in a hurry to get rich will end up poor. The good news translation says, if you act too quickly, you'll never have enough. Everyone who is hasty only comes to poverty. Everyone who is always in a hurry ends up in poverty. Uh-oh. Everyone who is hasty comes to poverty. This is a trap of the enemy. I want you to see it. I'm repeating myself, not because I forgot what I said, but because you did. I wanted to get in your mind. I'm saying it over and over for a reason. The Passion Translations say, brilliant ideas pay off and bring you prosperity. We like that part of the scripture, but we can't recite that part without reciting the second part, which says this, making hasty and patient decisions will only lead to financial loss. Making hasty and patient decisions will only lead to financial loss. It leads to poverty. A hasty spirit, a rash spirit leads to poverty. Hurry and scurry puts you far behind. God, would you help us today to examine our hearts and see if we fit this description? Are we diligent? Are we careful? Are we cautious? Do we walk circumspectly or are we hasty? Are we looking for shortcuts? Are we always in a hurry? Do we handle our money as if it's our own or do we handle it as if it's yours? Because it is yours. What do we think about? Are our thoughts of abundance or are our thoughts towards getting rich? God help us today. Help us, are we hasty in our words? Do we walk around saying, well, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Help us Lord to realize that when we say things like that, we're sinking ourselves deeper in bondage with hasty words, impulsive words. You see something you want, you can't get it. You want to announce that you don't have the money to get it and you, you can't afford it. And that's a hasty word. I've taught you this. Proverbs 29, 20. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than him. So father, help us not to be hasty, not to be rash. Help us Lord to avoid this snare, this trap of the enemy to be impulsive with our finances or to be impulsive in any area of our life. Lord, it's your money. Listen, and I said, it's not all related to money. Sometimes it's not. You can be impulsive in a relationship and it can end up costing you money even though you didn't choose to spend it. You can be hasty in choosing a job and end up getting laid off three weeks later because you didn't discern the will of the Lord and you didn't spend money, but it sure did cost you. This is not all about spending money, guys. This is hasty decisions that we make that end up being very costly. 
impulsive decisions that we make that end up being very costly. I've entered certain relationships and it cost me hundreds, it cost me thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, because I didn't discern rightly. I was hasty. So Father, deliver us of a hasty spirit. Deliver us of this impulsivity where we see something and we want it, or we feel pressured because everybody else around us is doing this thing. We feel like we've got to do this thing, and all of a sudden we find out that we're suffering a financial loss because of a hasty decision, hasty in relationships, hasty in job choices, hasty in sowing seeds and to cash out profits on Facebook. Because they had a word of knowledge, and we claimed it for ourselves. And he said, if you want that word, you got to sow. Help us, Lord, to stop being hasty, to stop being impulsive, to stop being rash, to stop making sudden decisions based on emotions. Help us, Lord. Impulsivity is based on our flesh. It's based on our emotions. God, deliver us. Give us a persevering spirit. Give us a cool, calm spirit where we're not just running around choosing what to do without counting the cost. The Bible says... Count the cost before you go to war. Count the cost before you build the tower. Count the cost before you enter that relationship. Count the cost before you take that job. It sounds good. The money sounded great. But can you really deal with that schedule? Do you really want to work every Friday night of your life? Do you really want to work every Sunday? Miss church every Sunday just because it was a good job. You know what that's going to cost you spiritually? And you know how that's going to trickle into your Finances, I know some of you can't help but work Sunday. It's the only job. But if you have a choice, why would you? If you have a choice, why would you work on Sunday when you can be in the Lord's house on Sunday? I was overjoyed when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's because your priority is wrong. We have impulsivities. We make wrong decisions. We make rash, hasty decisions. And it leads us to poverty, to lack. Proverbs 21.5 The plans of the diligent, the one who considers the decisions before him, before her, the plans of the diligent, the one who thinks things through, who counts the cost, who understands the sacrifice, the trade-off, the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty, that means you, that means me, everyone who is hasty, Everyone who is hasty surely comes to poverty. The thoughts of the steadily diligent tend only to plenteousness. But everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to want. Father, deliver us from a hasty spirit and help us to discern your will and to choose your will above all else. Because your will is good, perfect, and acceptable. Your will is not difficult to discern. You don't keep us from your will. You'll show us if we ask. So we're asking you even now to show us your will for our lives and help us to avoid that hasty spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? Did that open your eyes? Can you see how it's not just what you spend that leads you into debt? It's not just what you spend that leads you into lack. It's the other choices you make that have a ripple effect on your life. Can you see it? Can you see it? I want you to see that. People think they're in poverty 
because of a generational curse, and that could be. People live in poverty, not just because of what they spend or their bloodline. People live in poverty many times because of the decisions that they made that had nothing to do with money, but they had to do with the way their time was spent. They had to do with who they associated with. They had to do with other decisions that we made that were not directly connected to money, but sideways it impacted the money. Do you see that? Yes, you need to be careful what you sow. That can lead you into debt too. You need to be careful about sowing into false prophets. That you're not going to get a return on the seed you sow to a false prophet. So Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? I'll tell you the truth. Many of you need to go over there and sign up for this class before it goes on to, it's still on mid-early bird, developing spiritual discernment. I got that revelation on hastiness when I was studying for the teaching, developing spiritual discernment. That's where I got that revelation. I've never heard, I'm not saying nobody else has, but I've never heard anybody teach on that before. It's not just the money you spend that puts you in debt. It's the choices you make that lead you to situations that, Allow the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy your finances. JenniferLeclaire.org slash donate. Cash app is I am dollar sign. I am Jennifer LeClaire. I got a new one. Text the word pray. If you want to sell via text to give, text the word pray. 754-701-2161. 754-701-2161. You can use the... Uh, PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. And you can use the P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. In the meantime, guys, go sign up for that developing spiritual discernment. I got to go. I'm five minutes over today, and I've got a busy day and a big prayer meeting tonight, a big teaching tonight, and a prophetic challenge today, and a bunch of other stuff that I have to accomplish in the will of God. So get involved in what's going to bless you. I love you guys. I'll see you later. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.